0: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and welcome to Rams All Access. JB Long not here this week. Travis Rogers sitting in happily for JB alongside Demarco Ford. Demarco coming off of the bye week, headed to Green Bay for the Packers Thanksgiving. Not a bad time to come in and talk a little football. Wait, you're not JB Long? <laughs> I little... must be tired. Yeah, unless JB went hard at Thanksgiving, okay. he's not looking like this anytime. I was going to say,
2: what have you been doing, JB? You look
0: great. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you, you know, you age backwards. I like it. But... I got loose into the kitchen and spent, you know, several hours and months and weeks in there just doing work to look like I look I right now. I see ya. Well, Absolutely. thank you, man.
2: Thanks for uh, stepping in. But yeah, I mean, going to Green Bay is always special. Uh, but going to Green Bay, you know, close to Thanksgiving is is even better. I mean, football's made for cold weather in my opinion. Um, when you're a youngster and you're coming up and you're playing high school ball, go to college ball, and when it starts to get cold, especially on the West Coast, you start to think about Lambo. Someday I'm going to play in Lambo. Well, here's your opportunity. Well, the, it's going it, to be cold. The field's going it, to suck. It's
0: going to be like a rock. Here you go. Yeah. You know. So enjoy it. I remember going back. I've only been to Lambo Field one time. We went back to, for the NFC Championship game when the Packers played the Carolina Panthers. I want to say 1996, 97, yeah. something like that. And they had the tarp on the field before the game. You know, so, it's bad. So <laughs> to, to, to keep it warm, right? And I'm uh, thinking, oh, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. We're down in the field, and I'm like. This is warm? Yeah, This thing
2: feels like a a sheet of ice. So they're protecting the grass, but they're going to let us go out and play. Wait a minute. (laughs) A blade of grass is more important than we are right now. Grass is far
0: more important. But it's
2: fun. I told Sean McVay this uh, during the coaching show on one of the breaks. Um, The first time you go, and for a lot of rookies, for the Rams, this this is the first time going to Lambeau, you can actually see the ghosts of the NFL. They're there. Mm. They're watching you. So, Whatever type of game, whatever type of passion you have for the game, it will be exposed in Lambeau
0: in cold weather. Yeah, it's it's a different animal, and you, it, we haven't had it quite yet. It's, it, maybe it'll happen this weekend, maybe it'll happen the following weekend, but that game where all of a sudden you're watching it on TV and there's a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> we saw some flurries in, in Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't that stick to the ground. All of a sudden you're playing in the middle of a, of a snow pile. Who knows? Maybe we'll get one of those. It's happened to me uh, when Favre was running Green Bay. It seemed like the weather was bad
2: for everyone except him. <laughs> and same with Rogers. The field could stink. It could be cold. It's bad for everybody except him. Certain guys. Only certain guys are born to be Green Bay Packer quarterbacks. And you right. got a great
0: one there. Yeah. No. They've had back to back them and the yeah. 49ers, and it, it felt like the Colts had a chance to do it too, going from Manning to Luck, and then Luck just decided to pull the ripcord. I'm, I'm a done. Early. Yeah. But yeah. But it, very rarely <laughs> we get two of those guys in a row. What did they that say? That great. Luck bought too great of a jet, a jet ski. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't buy the. It, Expensive jet ski. Yeah. I, I, I always pictured it like this in my head. How much is in my account? See? Oh. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'd like to make an announcement. I quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. I, uh, you look, look at that. Look at that, move. Two commas. Right. I got two commas. Buy a house next thing. to Sam Bradford. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you got it done, too. No doubt. All right, so let's talk a little bit about where the team is. Obviously, uh, they've lost a couple of games in a row, a yeah. couple of ugly losses in a row. You get the bye week to maybe kind of... You know, recollect, recalibrate, reorganize going into Green Bay, but the assignment coming out of that is not just okay, we're back after a bye. You're back after a bye against a team in the NFC you're chasing on the road with the reigning MVP. It's a pretty tall pretty, pretty tall task coming out of this break.
2: See, that's the stuff I think the team is ready for. Sean McVay is ready for. Chasing down Green Bay. I mean, you're not going to be afraid of Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, there's no intimidation. You're going to respect your opponent, but there's no intimidation no matter how good you are or what, what team you're facing. But the difference is, and I had to go all the way back to 38-0 in Houston mm. on Halloween, uh, and this is where kind of the wheels had come off. So I'm I'm blaming John Wolford for all this. But as <laughs> okay. soon as he stepped on, I mean, the team just took a backwards turn. But, you know, you're dealing with the Von Miller trade, number one, yep. and then you're dealing with the acquisition of of Odell Beckham Jr. So there was a lot of talk about the Rams, but it was outside the X's and O's. So two weeks in a row. Tennessee, all they did was prepare to kick your butt, and they did. San Francisco, the same way. So now that you're past that, plus you got a week off, I think you're going to see this team get back to doing what they do best. And the only way to do that is get back to basics. I mean, just kind of separate yourself from the rest of the league for a hot minute, take a breath, and and go back to work and say – This is what we're not doing, and this is what we're doing well, and let's
0: bring it all to Green Bay. So I I think this team, after a bye week, should come out firing. So what changed? Because for the first eight weeks of the season – they looked like the same football team pretty much week to week. I know the Arizona game that they dropped it, but it, it they, they looked like the Rams, at least for the most part. That The offense was very functional. Matthew Stafford was performing at a high level. Cooper Cup had established himself arguably as the best wide receiver in football. The offensive line was playing well. They're getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Just right on down the line, all the things that you would ask for your team to do to have a good season, they were doing. And then that Sunday night game against Tennessee showed up, and it changed, and it stayed changed. How come? What changed?
2: Well, I mean, that's the first thing Sean McVay said on the coaches' show and unsolicited. It's turnovers, man. You turn the ball over, you don't, you don't have a shot. You start throwing interceptions, you don't have a shot. So, especially early in games, uh, if, if you turn the ball over and they score and it starts to snowball. I think one coach in the NFL used, we have been avalanched. Mm. So, I love how I like coaches that. come up with words. That's, and that's yeah. that's what happens. I mean, you, you turn the ball over, you put your defense in bad situations, and – You know, at this time of year, every team is good, especially the really good teams. If you give them opportunities to bury you, they absolutely will. So it's tough to come from behind against teams like Tennessee, against San Francisco when they're rolling. So you you have to take care of the football, number one, and then play your best football. So that's the one thing the Rams need to clean
0: up. Stop turning the ball over and then give yourself a chance to win a game. So the turnovers, I mean, we could be vague, but – Let's be specific. We're talking about Matthew Stafford. We're talking about all of a sudden a guy who had only thrown four interceptions the entire season. Yeah, you're not fumbling. through thro- yeah. thro- <laughs> four in two games, including what I'm calling three pick sixes. I know only two of them got taken back. But the other one got taken back to the two yard line as he's getting spun around. I'm, I'm going to count that as a pick six because they went in shortly thereafter. It- what what happened? Because the, the question was, what will this Rams offense look like if you have a quarterback who doesn't throw interceptions and fumble the ball? Right. And we saw that through the first eight weeks, and the team looked like a Super Bowl contender. Everything was – this is what we thought it would look like if you had a quarterback that was making good decisions and taking care of the football – and then it felt like Jared Goff had snuck back into the room at one point or another, right? With a couple of really bad interceptions. Is it just? Is it as simple as a bad couple of weeks, or something that Tennessee and San Francisco had done specifically to make Stafford's Well, this struggle? is
2: funny. If this wasn't all
0: access, if this was
2: Travis and Slee, you would probably kill me for this next statement. Not all these picks are on him, even though they left his hand. So the one the Higby one in particular bounced bounced off. off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just bad. I mean, Higby should catch it, but that's just you know fortunate for the defense. They made a play. Uh, Tennessee, one of their safeties, I think he's an all-pro. Bayard made a great play on the ball. Um, The one where Matthew Stafford was being spun around and it was either a safety or what have you. He didn't know, just get the ball out and they caught it. So that's the one you can kind of let go, but these are not like mistake balls. Okay, It's just unfortunate stuff that happens in a football game that you turn it over. The ball is bouncing away from you right now in football. Some of these things, some of these guys drop these things, or it falls incomplete. And You live to fight another down. But as of right now, the last two weeks in particular, all your mistakes have been magnified, and they have taken advantage. But uh, you should lose no confidence in Matthew Stafford because of the turnovers, because of the picks. Uh, This is not a guy throwing into coverage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These are mistake balls. Bad things happen in football. They're getting them. You're not. But they're staying the course. So it's not Matthew Stafford all of a sudden has turned into a turnover machine.
0: I think they've just been unlucky the last couple of weeks. Is it just a matter of this is two bad weeks, keep doing what we're doing, things will change, they'll go back to the way that they were, or do you have to make some sorts of adjustments in the game well, plan?
2: The one thing I'll give you is what's been happening up front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, in particular, I'll say his name, Brian Allen has been struggling a little bit. Uh, he's been struggling to move guys. He's been getting displaced up there and up front, and I think he's the most penalized offensive lineman the Rams have. That's bad when it's your center. You know, a couple, when your center has a couple of false starts, that's bad. That's a decision. It seems,
0: it seems hard to do. Yeah, he's the guy that actually
2: repeats the count <laughs> right. before
0: they break the huddle. And, you know, he doesn't have to move until he snaps the ball. Right, and there's a
2: lot going forward. on for him. And protection-wise, they, they've been getting run over some. So, there's been some issues. So, I would say Matthew Stafford, the interceptions, you could say it's been coming because of the pressure that's been in front of him. He's, he's had to rush a few throws. And I've seen it. There's been times where he's seen ghosts. And he's had time where he rushes the throw. It's not a pick, but he missed. Mm -hmm. Then he settles down again and starts making plays. But that pressure is starting to affect, and it will affect any quarterback.
0: You mentioned Brian Allen, obviously the center. And this kind of harkens back to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, Super Bowl 53 against the Patriots, where all of a sudden they were able to get that push right up the middle. We saw what happened in San Francisco. You're getting more push up the middle is... What, what, what do you do? How do you prevent that? Can you give him help? Do you start to slide a guy one way? I mean, you're talking in the middle of the line. How do you help somebody? There's right a there? lot
2: of stuff you could. The quarterback can help. Yeah, uh, You can use voice inflection, cadence. You can snap the ball quickly, get the ball out to the perimeter, make these bigs up front have to cover a lot of grass. Uh, play action pass, draw screen, trap. Take their mind off of running over the guy in front of you. You so, know, I remember playing the Denver Broncos. All these guys aren't big. When they break the huddle, you're like, God, these guys are small and skinny. I think me at 280 can bull rush this guy (laughs) right back to the quarterback. But you're so worried about so many other things, and the last thing on your mind is let me just run off the ball with power. So the Rams have to be a little more multiple, a little tricky, back these guys off, put their heels on the ground a little
0: bit, and then you'll have a chance to get the ball down the field. All right, so obviously this is part of football. It's something that everybody deals with, but the loss of Robert Woods for the Rams specifically, I remember saying it on my show, that it's not just you lost a good wide receiver on your team, a guy that catches a lot of balls, scores some touchdowns for you, but it feels like you lost the heart and soul to a certain degree, an incredibly physical player, a tough guy, over the middle. What does it mean for them going forward, knowing you're not going to have him the rest of the year? Well,
2: after the bye week, uh, like the, the, when you lost him, you knew you were going to be at a loss, in San Francisco that's just tough not to have and he does so much for the football team you're not going to be able to recover but coming out of the bye week you'll have a chance to replicate what he gave you uh and maybe that uh that that slash type player that he was a, a, a receiver a true receiver that can actually take rush attempts that throws a defense off so mm-hmm. you don't have that guy at receiver but you might have him at running back so a guy that can run it traditionally and catch it out of the backfield, so you'll have that element of surprise on the offense. But what Robert Woods brought to this team, you cannot replicate. You you like movies, right? Sure. Mad Max, yeah. that car in the desert. There's no fix-it stations, right? <laughs> so if you blow a gasket, you're going to have to fix the car to run without that. Now, you're not going to be able to go 80 anymore, but you
0: can get moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, same thing with this offense. You get behind th- that school bus in the middle of the desert that's your wall, that's your mode. Right. I, I know the mood. Not everything's working.
2: I mean, you don't have all the parts, but the car's still moving forward. Same thing with the Rams and this offense without Robert Woods. Now, big loss. You don't have one player that can replicate, but you can have four different guys
0: to make up what you lost without him. All right, so next up, the Green Bay Packers. What do the Rams need to do to make sure that that one goes different than the previous two? That's next on Rams All Access. Travis Rogers sitting in for J.B. Long alongside DeMarco Farr here on Rams All Access Week 12 of the NFL. DeMarco, turkey. The way, turkey. Turkey. Is that, is that, the, okay. You got to have it. Dude, turkey. I, I guess. Let me just, let me just put this. I love assume. you. Let me, let me start by saying I love you before <laughs> you ruin assume. this. Let okay. I Okay. Because you and I are kind of kindred spirits on yes, a lot of this Yes, you can stuff. do no wrong, Travis. Um, I could do without the turkey. No. Now, because there are so many other things, I get turkey a lot of different times of the year, right? Okay, the, that's fair. Tur- turkey is readily available <laughs> in July or in May or in December or anytime. Anytime. But the cranberries middle of the summer, right? And the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and all of the wonderful things, the, the mac and cheese, all of the sides <laughs> that you. Just, just, it, it's the only day where it's okay to put everything on your plate. No doubt. If I can save a little real estate and just say, you can leave the turkey. I'm not saying maybe a bite or two, but give me all the other. Things. No, no. See, turkey, turkey is the main event. That takes up most of the I'm plate. I could be and mad at ham, though, right? We're okay. if We got a little ham, ham on. Ham has a
2: little spot on the side. <laughs> you know, if I have a sliver left, I'll throw some tur- some some ham on there. But yeah, turkey is is the main plate. Then you throw everything on top. See oh, what so I mean,
0: you're basically making a plate out of
2: turkey underneath Absolutely. everything. I, I don't need a plate. Such a yes, I don't need a plate for Thanksgiving. I need a bowl. You know what I mean? Perfect. That's what I'm making. It's all going to the same spot. So, yeah, turkey,
0: turkey, turkey. Yeah, you, you, may have, you may have turned me around on this. Thank this, you. This See? Is, I, uh, I, I'm, look, I'm open-minded. I'm willing to change my point of view. You've been hanging Thursdays. out with
2: skinny people too long. Come on,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, Come back like, to us. I was going to say, wow, trust <laughs> me. I, I have permanent residence. So I'm, I, I'm not renting. I own. I own in the neighborhood. Right. The Fars and the Rodgers are our neighbors from... Uh, a long time ago all right up next uh the packers how do you go about slowing down aaron Rodgers, who is wow. still one of the you know is the reigning mvp maybe the numbers aren't quite as eye-popping as they've no, been in some previous the years but he's still the guy
2: yeah he's the guy and uh, i was asked to describe like what is it like to play against him what is it like to prepare as a broadcaster well there are certain quarterbacks that are only good when the uniforms are clean like when you first start the first 14 15 16 plays they're great Jimmy Garoppolo I think is like that Mm -hmm. Uh, when they go off that script if if the 49ers hit everything on that script they're up 14 points and he's feeling good Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is good when the uniforms are clean and he's even more dangerous when they're dirty in the fourth quarter when he's had a chance to soak up everything you're doing on defense and I don't mean just schematically I mean player wise So he can figure out a scheme within the first 10 plays. I know what they're doing. This is what they're trying to do. This is where I want to attack. But what separates him is he can identify that mark quick. He can identify the guy that has scared on the back of his jersey and go after that guy and absolutely bludgeon him Mm. to death. But the thing is about him, what separates him from most, he'll be the first guy across the field shaking your hand and laughing about it. Yeah, He's a competitor, but he is tough to defend. It's going to take everybody – All 11 on defense, plus coming off the bench, to be in tune with what you're doing. Because the last thing you need, it's tough enough to stop him. What you can't have is a bust. You can't give him anything easy. Every single play, first down, second down, third down, fourth down, it's all got to be a
0: challenge. If you give him anything easy, he's going to take it, he's going to hit it. It's going to set them up for big plays. What is that about those certain amount of guys that you just – they, they look at it, and they get it like this. I remember having a conversation with Seth Joyner, who was part of those incredible Eagles defenses back mm-hmm. in the 90s. Buddy Ryan was coordinating those, and he said something to me one time about Dan Marino. Yeah. He says, we don't scheme. We just play it straight up, because there's nothing we're going to throw at him that he doesn't know, that he hasn't seen, that he can't figure out, like you just described. What we need to do is just play traditional defense very, very well and make him make all of those plays. Is, just, is it just an innate thing that a guy like Rodgers has, that a guy like Marino has, that just, hey, I know what you're trying to do to me you're not going to trick me you might get me once but we're gonna the second i see it i've got to figure it out from that point is can you learn that or you just have it or you well
2: how many years you've been doing radio 25 so if you have a young producer that tries to teach you how to do this you're going to look at them like what yeah exactly so he's born to do it he's got more experience than everyone and he's got a passion for it so this is not just a game for him or not just a way to make money He wants to be one of the best. He already is one of the best. He wants to dominate. He wants to win every single Sunday. So uh, yards matter, catches matter, everything matters to him. So he's one of those special performers, and he's in a special place. So defensively, no matter what you try to throw, if you're Raheem Morris, Mm -hmm. uh, anybody, if you want to go traditional and just go base, we're just going to play Tampa 2 versus Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll carve that up, but at least everyone's on the same page. But no matter what you call – If it's exotic, on down to the most base defense, everyone on the field has to know what you're doing. If you give him a tell, if you give him anything, he's going to find it. You're not going to fool him. And if you think about blitzing, and I don't mind bringing pressure if you can't get to him with four or three. Mm -hmm. But if you bring pressure, don't make it obvious. I mean, don't insult the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And that's the way he looks. I mean, yeah. if if you, he he does look a little put out at times. Big like,
0: time. You're, you're gonna try
2: that. If you show oh, a blitz okay. from the back end yeah. and it doesn't get home, they picked it up and he hits you for a big one over the top. He'll stare stare straight at your sideline like, "Are you? Don't you know who I am? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what so, I do for a living? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, pick your spots, but. Whatever you do defensively, whatever Raheem
0: Morris is going to try to throw at Aaron Rodgers, make sure all 11's on the same page. That's job number one. Do you think that we're going to see something uh, with um – Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller that is different than what we saw against San Francisco, or will it be Aaron Aaron Rodgers package, or is this is how they're going to use these two guys together, and they're going to do it against San Francisco, they're going to do it against Green Bay, Minnesota, Baltimore, all the rest of the games this year?
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, I was hoping to see some on Monday night, but I mean, that game got away from me in so hurry. It's crack-toss, 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 and Garoppolo couldn't miss Kittle across mm-hmm. the middle, so... It didn't matter if Von Miller was there or not. But this week, hopefully, if you earn the right to rush the passer, if you stop the run, and uh, Aaron Jones is dinged up, I know Dellen's a good back, but you might have a chance to play excellent run defense. And that leads me to another point. Uh, The Rams have been pretty good on run defense. If you look at yards per carry, it's something like four yards per carry. That's pretty good. That's about what you're looking for. But when you look from, I think they're ranked seventh in yards per carry on defense. But seven through 21 is only separated by a half yard. It's close. Uh, So everybody's goal on defense is less than 100 yards a game given up. And the Rams haven't hit that, I think, only three times this year. Or Mm -hmm. they they, they did only do that three times this year. So in Green Bay, if you can stop the run, force them to throw, then I, I think you'll start to see what Von Miller and Aaron Donald can do. But if you give any offense a chance to run the football against those two guys, they will because it keeps them on the line of scrimmage where you want them. But if you can stop the run,
0: then you'll have a chance to see the genius of both guys. Do you put them on the same side? It, it, take me through the, yes. the process of an offensive coordinator. It's more difficult if I have to defend one side where they all are as opposed to splitting them on opposite ends. Yeah, and Green Bay's banged up on the offensive line.
2: Bakhtiari right. isn't back yet. I think he's coming back uh, from the ACL, but he's not ready yet. So they're still trying to figure it out on the offensive lines. But both Aaron and Von Miller are the same, like uh, Khalil Mack and, and uh, Miles Garrett. They pick mm-hmm. on the week. They, they go find the weakest guy they can and absolutely exploit him. So if you have two guys on the same side, guess what you see when you break the huddle, Aaron <laughs> and Vaughn on that side. So it just depends what matchups you like and what you're planning to do. But whatever it is, it cannot be obvious to Aaron Rodgers. If I get Vaughn Miller and AD on this side, I know what's coming. If they split – it may be a little harder to pick up. So we'll see what
0: happens on game day. So that's one of the new acquisitions. The other one, of course, Odo Beckham Jr., who they picked up right before the Monday night game against San Francisco. So I, and I, the, the expectations, at least for me, DeMarco, were were none because he just got here. You know, when you're here for five minutes and you got a game, I'm not expecting much. But now you've got a couple of weeks to get ready for the Green Bay game. What sort of impact could OBJ have? I think he has a chance to be better than what he was in Cleveland because I think Baker Mayfield
2: was actually holding him back. Mm. It's a different offense. Like I said, that's like like playing receiver for for army or navy it's a run-based offense you know so everything you get is going to be you know just these quick little passes make something happen with it we're going back to the run game with Matthew Stafford you have a chance to be a true receiver so what I saw in San Francisco I liked it was brief but I liked this guy's good on out routes he's got speed as soon as he lined up outside the numbers he drew at least three eyes on him watch out because this guy can outrun our cornerback. And I think he can do that to just about anybody. Green Bay's defense is playing well, but you're going to have to respect what he does now because Matthew Stafford can get him the ball.
0: Do you try to use him similarly, the way that you were using Robert Woods and, and use him? I don't no. want to say as a replacement. He's a totally different player, He's right? a receiver. Yeah. He's a receiver. You use him like you use Van Jefferson. Van okay. Jefferson
2: is a receiver. So Odell Beckham Jr. is a receiver. Oh, great. Guess what? You What's still have- Robert Woods then? He's in everything. Okay. Cooper Cup is in everything. You still have that element within your
0: offense with Cooper Cup, but you have a true receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. All right, we are going to go behind enemy lines, four down territory. Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers, joins us next. That's coming up on Rams All Access. Right, Rams and Packers, Week 12 of the NFL season. The Rams headed to Lambeau Field. We are joined right now by ESPN NFL Nation reporter Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers. We are going into four-down territory behind enemy lines. Rob, thanks for coming on with us. Appreciate it.
1: Great to be with you guys.
0: All right, so let's start right here. Take me through the state of the Green Bay Packer offensive line as the Rams are getting ready to come into Lambeau.
1: (laughs) The simple answer, Travis, is that they're – down to uh, two of their preferred five starters. The long, complicated answer is that Elton Jenkins, their Pro Bowl left guard, had been filling in for David Bakhtiari, their all-pro left tackle, all year. Uh, Bakhtiari had the ACL last year right before the playoffs, uh, so has been out since, not ready to go yet. Elton Jenkins tore his ACL uh, on Sunday, uh, just this past Sunday. He's done for the year. Mm. And, oh, by the way, their starting center, Josh Myers, has been on injured reserve with a knee injury of his own. They're hoping he can come back at some point this year. Uh, But this is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL last year, and and now they're probably one of the youngest and most inexperienced, and they're down to their third-string left tackle, which against this defensive line, uh, with Aaron Donald and now Von Miller and all those guys, whew, it, it, it's, to me, that's where the game's going to be won or lost.
0: Yeah, with, with that in mind, and like you said, you know, you're know, you down to just a, a small sample of what you wanted to start with at the beginning of the year. Can Aaron Rodgers cover all of that? We know he can cover a lot of problems. We know that he could make a lot of things happen by himself, but can he cover for all of that?
1: Yeah, there was a similar circumstance, I felt like, going into um, the game in San Francisco early in the year. They were down all those guys as well cuz Jenkins at that time had a, had an ankle injury and they just got the ball out so quick i mean Rodgers was like it was like snap step throw and it just you know was able to keep uh, the 49ers you know pass rush at bay uh, and it was really impressive it was an impressive game plan uh, by Matt LaFleur uh, to to do that and an impressive performance by Rodgers to you know not try to make the off-schedule plays where he's you know holding the ball a long time and scrambling around which he is so good at uh but he just knew he couldn't in those circumstances because the line was going to break down. so um as bad as it does sound for the packers they had been through this a little bit before and they had found a you know a way to combat it if i were um you know the rams i certainly would look at that san francisco game uh and and see how the packers did it against them
2: one more quick question about their offense um uh, aaron jones i think is dynamic and i think he changes the offense yeah. When he's in. But was A. J. Dillon drafted to start? Is the
1: future now for him? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when they drafted Dillon, all right, that was the the draft two years ago where they picked uh Jordan Love with the first pick and A. J. Dillon with the second, and and somebody had said to me at that time, Well, they just replaced both Aaron's with their first two picks. <laughs> um, and, and and at that time at that time, you know, you really didn't think that they were gonna re sign Aaron Jones for a couple of reasons. One, it's typically bad business to give a running back a big contract. And two, the Packers had a guy like Dylan that, they, you know, that they thought they probably didn't need to resign Aaron Jones. Well, Aaron Jones became such a big part of their offense under the floor that um, they ultimately did resign him. And, you know, he, he has been off to a good start, but now this, this knee injury, which is only a couple-week injury, but I doubt he plays this week. Um, Matt LaFleur left open a chance, but it's really given Dylan – the opportunity to be that workhorse back, and and in the times that he has done that, guys, he's done it really well. I and mean, in the Tennessee game last year, in the snow late in the season, he had 120 uh, some yards and two touchdowns. Um, the last couple of games, he's uh, especially two weeks ago, uh, you know, he was he, against Seattle, he was much more effective. So. Um, yeah I mean he he can handle it there's no question about it and he's a much better receiver out of the backfield than I I gave him credit for and I think a lot of people gave him credit for coming out
2: I can't wait to see this guy up close cuz he looks huge on video
1: like his legs his legs are on un- yeah unbelievable the first day of the first training camp practice uh, t- 2 years ago when he was a rookie I took a picture of him standing <laughs> on the sidelines and uh I just I, I think I caption it i go every day must be a leg day <laughs> it's, uh, good lord he's he's giving himself he's giving himself two nicknames and most guys that give themselves nicknames you kind of laugh at but this this is this is true.
0: There's uh, Quadzilla and the Quadfather. Okay. <laughs> Those are good. Qua- yes. I vote for Quadfather. For whatever that's worth, li- I think that wow. needs to be the, uh, the winner right there. I uh, like it. ESPN NFL Nation reporter Rob Domofsky joining us here. He covers the Green Bay Packers. So take take me through what chapter of this book we're on. We started with the I want to be traded. We started, Then we went to I'm not coming in. <laughs> then we were, and he's there playing football. Then we have the vaccine controversy. Now, where are we? Are we in the last dance? Where this is the you know the last few months of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay? What chapter of the book are we on?
1: I think the chapter now is what the heck is going on with his toe? You know, there's this thing called COVID toe, which I guess is a real thing, mm. um, which I didn't know about. And, and he, had, he has joked around with McAfee and on his Tuesday show. Oh yeah, I've got COVID toe. I don't know what he has, but the toe is bad right now, and he's hobbling around, although he was pretty darn effective on it in the second half. But, you know, we're getting to that time of the year where, you know, you're starting to ask those questions. Like, you know, he was in Minnesota last week. Is this the last time he plays Mm -hmm. in Minnesota as a member of the Packers? You know, those questions are starting to come up. Uh, when he came back in July and, and gave his uh, airing of the grievances, which I actually respected that he didn't try to hide from it and laid out, you know, what his issues were with the organization. When he did that, I felt like he had come back reluctantly and he knew that was his only option to play this year, and this was definitely going to be a last dance situation. And then after they were what seven and one and had won seven straight, I thought, wow, it's going so well. Maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll want to come back for another year and then you know the the whole thing about the vaccine and and the, you know the difficult position he put the organization in by not being vaccinated and then having to sort of cover for him in his press conferences and all that it just made you wonder is this is it just is it more hassle than it's worth um then jordan love goes out and it doesn't do much against kansas city and you're like yeah it probably is worth worth the trouble <laughs> right because um, he's that he's that good so I don't know. It's just its a, which way does the wind blow. Um, you know, that, that changes what I think about whether this is it for him or isn't it for him. Um, I don't even know if he knows. But, um, you know, I think at this point um, they have to operate on, you know, like this is their last best chance to get to a Super Bowl with them. And, and that's kind of the way they went, you know, as all in as the packers are going to go under their philosophy of acquiring players they did it this year.
2: You know what's funny? I mean, lost in all this, you know, Aaron Rodgers stuff, the toe, the covid, everything, am I coming back is Joe Barry has quietly put together a pretty good defense. I mean, they're giving up less than 20 yeah. points a game, but the one the thing that stands out is Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, uh, three weeks before, you're yeah. dynamite against Russell Wilson. First time that guy's ever been shut out. Shut out, Yeah, you, you, you kept the lid on Mahomes, right. and then Minnesota and Kirk Cousins opens the door. I mean, what gives there?
1: Yeah, it's, you make a good point. I think both things are true. That that Joe Barry has done a nice job um, here uh, with this defense. Um, I wrote a story last week about how just unusual it was that they changed defensive coordinators but kept all the position coaches. I mean, you don't see that very often. I think that helped the transition because the players were comfortable with their position coaches, yet the scheme was new, and, and it, it was a risk doing it that way, but it seems to have worked. And then on the, on the other hand, you know, look, Justin Jefferson... If he's not one of the top four or five receivers in the league, I don't know who's on that list. I mean, watching him and Devontae Adams go at it uh, Sunday in Minneapolis was really impressive, and I say that with all with a lot of respect to Jeff, Justin Jefferson, but also the fact that the Packers secondary is just beat up right now. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin King, the the people, the guy people know from the, the NFC Championship game, who gave up the hail mary. Uh, touchdown at the end of the first half against Tampa Bay, Um, and he's he's been banged up. Uh, Jair Alexander, who is their best corner and one of the best corners, hasn't played since early in the year uh, with a shoulder injury, and then the other guy in their trio of cornerbacks is rookie Eric Stokes, first-round pick who can absolutely fly, but is just learning that hey you know speed isn't the only thing that matters in the NFL technique and these receivers are unbelievable so if there is a weakness on this defense it's definitely the cornerback position and you know Cousins and Jefferson were able to expose that now is that something that's just going to be able to you know teams are going to be able to do every week Uh, you know I'm not sure but it was something that you know is definitely an eye-opener and and that teams may try to copy
0: Rob Domovsky joining us here on Rams All Access he covers the Packers for ESPN it seems like you kind of knock it back and forth it was the rams for a week or two it's been the packers for a period of time the cowboys yeah. had it the bucks had it arizona currently has it the best team in the nfc who is it rob mm-hmm.
1: you know after watching the packers win in arizona i, I have a hard time thinking it's arizona but mm-hmm. boy they're you know right now they have the number one seed and if they get you know hopkins and murray back then Um, you know, then they may be it. But, I mean, the Packers beat them. um, I I don't want to say easily because it came down to the last play, but they played really well against them. Um, You know, every time you think the Cowboys are are there, then they, you know, have a really bad performance. Um, You know, if the Rams win this week, you'd have to consider them right in there. I guess my point is it's just going to come down to who's playing well at that time, right? I mean, when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010 – uh, they needed to win their last two games just to get into the playoffs, and it was a tiebreaker that got them into the playoffs. And then once they got in, uh, they were unbelievable. I mean, their defense started playing great. Rogers got hot, uh, and you know they went on the road. They they were, I think, one of the first teams, if not the first one, to win the Super Bowl by playing all the all, all the playoff games on the road. And, and my point in that is that it's just it's just it's more who gets hot at the right time. Uh, I mean, like Tampa Bay last year. They they kind of started to gel late in the year, and went on a run. So I I, I think all it's a great discussion to have right now on November 24th. But I don't think any of it matters till about January 8th. All right, I need a short
2: answer to a, a big question. You're going to save a friendship, <laughs> friendship here. Turkey or ham for Thanksgiving? Oh You're going to save a friendship here. Oh, I'm, uh,
1: I'm turkey all the way. Ah. I like the deep fried one. Well, sure. I mean, who
0: who doesn't? (laughs) right? It's it's a deep-fried turkey. Everybody likes that. Rob Dabowski covers the Packers for ESPN NFL Nation. Rob, appreciate your time. Thanks a bunch. All right, guys. We'll be seeing you. You got it. Turkey. (laughs) Yeah, no, look, there's no wrong answer when it comes to cured meats or fried fried meats. Fried meat done. It's all good. It is all good. All right. Uh, Speaking of a little Thanksgiving showdown, we're gonna we're gonna eliminate some items to Marco. We're gonna okay. get down to the brass tacks of what makes Thanksgiving dinner Thanksgiving dinner. That's next on Rams All Access. All right, Travis Rogers sitting in for JB Long on Rams All Access. And wait, I, I wanna go back to something Rob said a second ago to Marco when he was talking about Aaron Rodgers being in the Super Bowl in twenty ten. Twenty ten? It's yeah. been eleven years since Aaron Rodgers won the super. By the way, hasn't been back to another one. Yeah. And he's been close over and over and over again, but you hear that. Aaron Rodgers is one of the great quarterbacks of all time. He's certainly one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation, along with, you know, Manning and and Brady clearly, Drew Brees. He's a Hall of guys. Famer. Oh no 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 doubt about yeah. it. It goes to show you how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. You not only have to be really good, you have to get very lucky, you have to be healthy at the right time or at least healthier than some of the others. It just kind of really brings home just how difficult a task it is to win a championship if you've got that guy who's been close over and over again and only has one.
2: This is why I look at people cross-eyed sometimes because they'll gush over Rodgers and then, like, diss Tom Brady. Stop. That's that's what I mean. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is always in contention to win the Super Bowl or at least get in. Brady's one seven, been to ten. Yes, that's what I mean. Aaron Rodgers been to one, and they're both special guys. And I think what separates them both, and I think they're both what would you guys call Kobe back in the day? Cold-hearted assassins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're both the same way, but Aaron Rodgers is petty competitive. If you're a cornerback and you make a play on him, you knock the ball down, pick it off, whatever, and you start, you know, being demonstrative. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming right back at you. <laughs> yeah. Not in, not in the next quarter, on the next play. He's coming right back after you. I love that about him. He's so competitive.
0: Do you think that coming into the game on Sunday, that because Jalen Ramsey is widely considered the best corner in the league, he's like, okay, well,
2: we'll, we'll see, see. Now that's Jay- <laughs> see. No, Jalen's yeah. different because Jalen, he lets his pads do the talking. Yeah. If he makes a play, he'll give you the incomplete sign or whatever. He's not going to be overly demonstrative. Or celebrate something you shouldn't celebrate. Yeah. You know, where it, where it's an overthrow, a clear overthrow,
0: and you're celebrating like you broke it up. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. He's coming back. He, he's the best in the business. Yeah. I think I'm the best in the business. Let's see who wins these there's, battles here a little bit. There's going to be some times when yeah. he's got Devontae
2: Adams and with Jalen Ramsey over the top, mm-hmm. then Rodgers may go the other way because he's got a favorable matchup on the backside. Remember when he stayed away from um, Richard Sherman the whole game? Sure. Because And people, are you afraid of Richard Sherman? Heck, heck no. But on the backside, he's killing him. Yeah. Why go here? It's uh, easier here. I, I'm picking up 15 yards every time I throw it this Boom. way. And Why I'm, would I stop doing that? And I'm winning, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but at some point – it's going to come down to, look, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey, it's going to be Demonte Adams, and Aaron Rodgers. Can you make a play?
0: Alright, so let's take a look around the NFC West and what else is going on this week in the division. The Cardinals are on their bye this week, but I mean, you can't ask much more than what they've done. Not only are they 9-2, and two, not only are they the top team in the NFC right now, but they've managed to continue to play pretty good football without Kyler Murray.
2: No doubt. Uh, give Colt McCoy some yeah. credit, but I mean, he's got a real fast car underneath him now. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know what, you know <laughs> what I mean? And that defense, uh, I thought they'd take a step back without J.J. Watt. They did, but I think they found their mojo. So uh, it's it's tough when you're facing a team that believes it's their year. So Arizona's not going away, and they're finding new and different ways to win. So they're going to be a tough out uh,
0: I think you have to get through them to get to where you want to go at some point if you're the Rams. And now, all of a sudden, the Minnesota Vikings have kind of thrown their hat into the middle of the NFC. that At the beginning of the year, it felt like, okay, it's not going to be the Vikings' year. There was even some talk about maybe a head coaching change in the middle of the season. And you look up now, Minnesota just beat Green Bay a week ago. They are in San Francisco against the Niners. And the Niners at 5-5, five and five, who felt dead in the water a couple of weeks ago, You know, the NFC, the back half of that playoff draw, once you get past the top five, those next two spots, it's kind of 500 or thereabouts. The Niners are right back in the middle of the playoff picture, too.
2: And I agree with uh, our our guest when he said Jefferson Mm -hmm. from Minnesota is one of the best in the league. He is. Uh, 169 yards against Green Bay. I mean, that's a defense that's big. They bully people. They're physical. And they're built for cold weather. And they absolutely had their way with them last week. But San Fran got back to doing what they do best. They run the ball. I hate to say it, but take the ball away from Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You know, Garoppolo's not a guy you want throwing at 30 times a game. That's just tough. But any between that 15 to 20 mark and you're running the football behind it, They're a tough out. They seem to have found
0: something getting back to 49er ball. Do you think that they sneak in? I mean, the seven teams in the playoffs this year, it feels like maybe eight or nine wins might be good enough. Ten for sure. San Francisco's at five and five. Could we see three teams from the NFC West in the playoffs? Could be. I mean,
2: it could come down to that last game between the Rams and the 49ers. It's going to be a battle. And that's always tough. I mean, if you have zero confidence in the Rams beating this san francisco 49er squad i think that's valid because of what you just saw up there but i think this division or the last remaining playoff spot coming out of the west could come down to that last
0: game and then of course we've got seattle who's three and seven coming into week 12 um they have kind of hit the skids we know that on when they saw him on thursday night against the rams russell wilson had the thumb injury he has since come back but has not looked like russell wilson obviously still dealing with some of that just three and seven they have the football team on monday night 3-7, Three and seven. I'd hate to say it because I've seen the Seahawks do this so many other times, but does it can can we kind of cross them off the list? Are they out of the mix completely? Uh probably. I don't think that's fair to Pete
2: Carroll, but probably the thing that's funny is that defense is actually starting to play better. They're starting to get better. And this is normal for Pete Carroll. Any defense that starts bad usually ends ends up playing pretty well. But offensively they have issues. I mean, this might be the worst they've looked offensively in ten years. It's just, there's no direction there. So I hope it continues because that means they might clean house. If they clean house, fire Pete Carroll, that means Seattle is out for a
0: while, which yeah. is great for us. Yeah. But, but don't count Pete Carroll out until he's mathematically out of it. Well, and we all know that, look, it's the NFL. Even if they're out of the playoff picture, it doesn't mean they can't ruin it for someone else. The Rams still have to host the Seattle Seahawks at SoFi coming up later in the season, so while they might not be playing their best football in a while, that doesn't mean they can't beat you.
2: Oh, the face of spoiler. If you think of the word spoiler, it's Russell Wilson. Mm. That's the last guy you want to face when he's out of it and you have to win it to get in it.
0: You know what I mean? That's the last guy you want to see. He'll be scrambling all over the place. Since the Rams have come back, to los angeles a few years ago he's the guy that scares me the most because yeah. you see him twice a year and you've seen him do it time and time and time again i, don't, I do not need that dude oh really in spoiler role I, he, you he know scares me to death
2: russell i'm cool with because of donald the guy that scares me the most you're about to see in green bay but they Re- remember when he was here yeah.
0: uh, in uh, in the Coliseum? And David Montgomery brought it out of the end zone and fumbled. You got lucky. And I'm like, thank God! <laughs> Way to go, dude! Right. Outstanding. And I, I never forget. They cut to Rogers on the big screen, and he's looking like, really? I'm glad You're, they didn't I cut to me. I don't, I don't get to touch the ball. Okay, okay. That's how that's gonna go. Fine. I guess that's how that's gonna go. All right. You turn me around on turkey. Fine. Ah. It, we, you got. Let, let's go. Some of the staples. I'm gonna give you the. You got potatoes in gotta whatever have form it. you want. You got your mac and cheese. Got to have it. You've got your stuffing. Absolute or dressing. 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 Okay. okay. So dress- either one got to have. I'm it. okay. And then we've got like the the cranberry sauce yes. and all that. Which which we got you got to knock one of these no. off the table. No. Yeah, no, this no. You is said staples. Thanksgiving eliminator. You have to you have to get rid of one. Okay, give me that list again. Okay. Wait, wait. Hold on so- cuz that's all yes to me. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. No, Hold not, on a minute. you are not getting like a platter. He said staples. Okay, wait. Go ahead. Okay, okay. so we're turkey. Turkey got to okay. have S- stuffing slash dressing always. Mac and cheese. Yes. Uh, potato product. Got- whether it's mashed, a uh, gratin, scalloped, however you want your yes. potatoes. Okay, and then cranberry sauce. I got to kick one of them you out. Kick one of those guys out. There's no way. One of them has to go. There's no way. I can't do this. There's no way. This okay. is all can part I, of can the I meal. Make a case for one or the other. Okay, I, go ahead. So there. I think you because you have two things that are kind of in the same lane okay kind of not exactly but kind of potatoes and mac and cheese we got two starches so okay. <laughs> we're, 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 i'm just saying the cranberries are kind of the only but thing potatoes
2: the, and mac and cheese resembling fruit okay. in the entire
0: house at this point wait, right wait look the diet pie. out the door for one day a year this is it okay so, go ahead i get it and dress, you got to have the dressing you got to have the stuff cuz it's got sausage and bread and spices and celery it's just it's wonderful yeah. you got you got to have that potatoes and and mac and cheese feel thanksgiving lane adjacent i think it's got to be one of those two uh, um
2: okay if i had to if i had to if i had to i guess it, depending on who made
0: the mac and cheese and how okay. it looks let's say it's the best of both worlds it's the best version of mac and cheese you're not giving me any the out best here. version of your potato product. okay so
2: my house is on fire save the pictures or save the files is that, that's what that's what i'm getting here that's okay i can only do one right okay um I'll let the potatoes go.
0: I think that's the right choice. I'll let the potatoes go, Because we can maybe. hit the mac and cheese with the gravy if we really want okay, to. Okay, does that mean
2: like <laughs> yeah. like cut the portion down? No. Or like eliminate it, it, period?
0: It, it, for just like Thanos. He snapped his fingers. And they're gone. And all the potatoes in the world are gone. Oh, that's
2: it. Okay. That's over. I might. I, okay, then potatoes. I yeah. have to let potatoes go because
0: I can have that all year. I probably had it a 100 times. This year, <laughs> yeah, they even eat. But again, see, yeah. mac and cheese and potatoes are one of those things. Like the stu- the stuffing has to stay, the cranberries has to stay, um, the gravy has to stay, because that's yeah. like kind of Thanksgiving specific. It right? all has to stay. But, but okay. potatoes and mac and cheese, I can get that in July if I want. But not
2: the real good mac and cheese that people spent like four hours making. Well,
0: that's that's might be. True. It's it's that different. True. You
2: know, it's different. It's it, if if your grandma brings her mac and cheese, I don't yeah. care what you have. We're we're having that. <laughs>
0: that's, that's I don't a, care. That's exactly right. We could stuff the turkey with the mac and cheese. There you go. I'm sure sure somebody somewhere has tried that. Thank you. I feel like we should have our own show on nothing but this. The the Rams are super interesting. Don't get me wrong. I love the Rams, but I feel like this is our our lane right here. Why am I hungry right now? What just happened Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't forget the Rams and the Packers this weekend. Kirk Morrison and I'll have your Rams countdown to kickoff starting at 1130. And then immediately after the game, we will have the Coors Light postgame show. We'll break down all things Rams and Packers. We will see you then.